so we finished discussing the issue of isti'adha, saying, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem. So after we ask Allah Azza wa Jal for protection from evil thoughts, the next logical phrase, phrase, after asking Allah to protect us from external threats, is to ask Allah to bless us with the right internal thought. And that is what Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim does. So in fact, it could be said that A'udhu Billah and Bismillah, they work in cooperation with each other. And of course, that's the whole point. You began by seeking refuge in the evil, to get rid of the bad. Then you ask Allah for the good. And in fact, this is what our religion of Islam is around, these two pillars. Allah says in the Quran, فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالطَّاغُوتِ وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ إِسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الْوُثْقَى Whoever rejects the false gods and false deities and accepts Allah, that is the one that has held on to the strong handhold. So you have to reject evil and affirm good. And this is what أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ and Bismillah does together. In fact, even our kalima, what is our kalima? لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا Allah. We need Negate everything that's bad. La ilaha. We don't believe in any false god. Then we affirm the one true God. Illallah. And so similarly, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, put together accomplishes the same goal. Now I'm going to spend at least two, three days on the Basmala, and today we're going to really just talk about the translation. What is the simple translation of the Kalima, and also whether, uh, sorry, the Basmala, excuse me, and whether the Basmala is a part of the Fatiha or not. So how do we translate Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim? If we were to translate literally, Bismillah with the name of Allah. Ar-Rahman, the one who has Rahma, and Ar-Rahim, the one who shows Rahma. So with the name of Allah, the Rahman, the Rahim. Now, even if you don't know advanced Arabic grammar, you know that this is an incomplete sentence. With the name of Allah, what? What with the name of Allah? And for those who remember their high school Arabic, Nahu, and also those who are studying Arabic, this is Jar wa Majroor, has to be muta'alliq with something. Bismillah has to be related to something. A verb, a noun, something. What are you doing with the name of Allah? With the name of Allah, the Rahman, the Rahim, but then this is an incomplete sentence. And so there must be something that is missing. What is this thing that is missing? This thing that is missing is a verb that is a subsequent verb that is pertinent to the object that you're doing. I'm going to translate everything, don't worry. Let me repeat this. What is missing is a subsequent pertinent verb, right? So it is for, the, for those who are learning Arabic Nahu and for those who remember the high school Nahu. This is how we're going to say it. And we'll translate all of these things. I say there is a missing verb. Why a verb? Because actions are verbs. We don't usually do actions in nouns. Actions are verbs. So with the name of Allah, I am slaughtering an animal. Bismillah. With the name of Allah, I am reading a book. This is the verb. 
So it's a missing verb. With the name of Allah, I am entering my house. So whatever you're doing, there is a missing verb. And this missing verb is pertinent. What do I mean by pertinent? The context tells you what the verb is. So if you're starting your car, Bismillah, I'm beginning my drive. If you're entering your house, Bismillah, I'm entering my house. If you're slaughtering an animal, Bismillah, I'm slaughtering the animal. And so on and so forth. So we said it is a verb that is subsequent and pertinent. I explained why it's a verb. I explained why it's pertinent. Do you understand? Pertinent means contextual. I.e., what are you doing? If you open up a book and you say, Bismillah, Bismillah, I recite the book. Bismillah, I enter the house. Bismillah, I do whatever I'm doing. So it is pertinent, it is contextual to what you are doing. It is missing, because obviously it's not in the sentence, because it allows then that you put in the verb through your action. If Allah had said the verb, then you could not use the Bismillah except when you do the verb. Is that clear? If Allah had said, Bismillah, I slaughter, for example, then you couldn't say, Bismillah, I slaughter, when you read a book. You couldn't say, Bismillah, when you open the car door, when you enter your house. So by putting it missing, mahdhuf in Arabic, you eliminate it in its meaning. This allows for you to use the Bismillah in every scenario in your life. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not put the verb because He wanted us to use this phrase for whatever action we did. And we said this verb, therefore, is pertinent to what you're doing. We said it is subsequent. What does subsequent mean? Muta'akhir. Once again, we can do this in two ways. We can say, I recite in the name of Allah. Or we can say, in the name of Allah, I recite. Is the verb before in the name of Allah or is it after the name of Allah? So we can say, Aqra'u bismillah or bismillahi aqra. Where does the aqra, where does the verb go? And most of the scholars say it is subsequent. It is not antecedent. It is not before. Now what's the difference? Who cares if it's before or after? Who cares if it, if it, it should be I begin in the name of Allah or in the name of Allah I begin? For two reasons. For two reasons. Number one. We always want to mention the name of Allah first before we mention what I am doing. In the name of Allah, I recite. I shouldn't say I recite, putting emphasis to myself and then putting Allah second. No. We put Allah first for respect. We put Allah first to show honor and glory to Allah. So, Bismillah, and then the missing verb I'm reciting. Okay? And then there's a second reason. And that is, now this does not apply in English, but you must understand it in Arabic. The second reason is that when you delay the verb after the, with the name of Allah, you imply exclusivity. In Arabic, al-hasr. I'll translate. What does this mean? If I say, I recite with the name of Allah, then this does not eliminate, I could be reciting for some other reason as well. I could be reciting because I want to show off. I could be reciting because I want some money. I could be reciting because of this, because of that. But in Arabic, and this doesn't apply in English, in Arabic when you transfer the verb to after the noun, or in this case, Jaru Majroor, if you say, Bismillahi Aqra, then you are saying, I am reciting only for the sake of Allah. There's no other reason that I'm reciting. There's an exclusive clause, if you like. 
The only reason I am reciting or entering the house or whatever, I have no other deity, I have no other goal in mind other than Bismillah with the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we said that then that there is a missing subsequent pertinent verb and inshallah that is very clear. Now, what does it mean with the name of Allah, the Rahman, the Rahim? With the name of Allah, what? And once again, there are reasons for what does the ba mean? Bismillah. With the name of Allah, what? Number one, with the name of Allah, I begin what I'm doing so that I am showing Allah I'm doing this for Him. Sincerity, ikhlas. With the name of Allah, I begin my deed. So I am remembering Allah. Oh Allah, this is for you. So when we say Bismillah, I want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to know that this deed, I am beginning it with Him in mind. And when you have your goal in mind, or you have your priority in mind, everything will fit into place. So when you open up the book of Allah and you say, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, you are showing Allah, Oh Allah, I am beginning with your name. Oh Allah, I am beginning with you in mind. And this demonstrates what? Ikhlas, sincerity. So any deed that you do, you should have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in mind. Even if it's a deed that is not purely religious, you open your house to enter it, you want Allah's blessings, you're saying in the name of Allah. So number one, ikhlas. Number two, with the name of Allah, Oh Allah, I need you to do this deed. Oh Allah, I need you to be with me. In Arabic, al-ba'ulil musahaba. I want Allah azza wa jal to be with me. Not physically, but obviously Allah's help. I cannot do this deed without you, oh Allah. If you don't help me open the car door, I cannot open this door. If you do not help me get to work in the car, I cannot get to work. If you do not help me finish this chore, I cannot finish this chore. So Bismillah, O oh Allah, with your help, I need to finish. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Nothing changes and there is no power except if Allah has willed it. So when you say Bismillah, you are actually making a dua to Allah. Oh Allah, with your name, I need to finish this deed. So the second reason is you want Allah's barakah. You want Allah's blessings. Without Allah's help, you cannot do it. The first was ikhlas. The second reason is barakah. And then the third reason that Bismillah is al-bahuna lil-qabool. We want Allah to accept the deed. Whatever we're doing, and this is especially for the religious deed, especially for the religious deeds, even though even the non-religious deeds, we want Allah to be pleased with those deeds. And that is why, even when we commit a sin, we cannot say Bismillah before the sin, can we? We know this is wrong. Fitratan, you cannot do this, right? It's not even, it doesn't even come to your lips, because you know this, Allah is not going to bless or accept this deed. So when you say Bismillah, you open up the book of Allah, you say, Oh Allah, this deed, I want it to be with you, Bismillah, with the name of Allah. I want this deed to go up to you. So we do it number one for ikhlas, number two for barakah, and number three for qabul. Memorize these three things. And for, for the advanced Arabic students of grammar, the ba in each of these is different. Al-ba'lil, musahaba, and so on and so forth. So these are the three meanings of bismillah, with the name of Allah. With the name of Allah, I need Allah's help to begin. That's ikhlas. With the name of Allah, I need Allah's help to complete. That's uh, the barakah. And with the name of Allah, I need Allah's help to accept this good deed. And of course, the Quran is full of examples of this phrase. Many times in the Quran, this phrase occurs. In fact, the very first revelation is nothing but Bismillah in a different way. Iqara bismi rabbik. It's really the essence of the phrase. Now, in this case, the verb comes first, Iqra, and it is mentioned. Why? Because it's the beginning of the Quranic revelation. So it makes sense now, because it's the beginning of the Quran, Iqra 
Bismi Rabbik. Because in this case, the Bismillah is meant for a specific purpose. That's the beginning of the Quran. So the very first revelation is in essence Bismillah in meaning. Iqra Bismi Rabbik khalaq. Also, for example, when uh, Allah told Nuh to ride on the ship, what did he say? And Allah said to Nuh, go and ride on the ship and then say Bismillah. So when you ride on the ship, you say Bismillah. This is Nuh being told. And when the Prophet Sulaiman wrote to the Queen of Sheba, and the letter is in the Quran, what did the Queen of Sheba, uh, the, when the letter is read out, what does the Quran say? Innahu min Sulaimana wa innahu Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. The letter is from Sulaiman and it begins Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. And therefore, the entire phrase Bismillah and Bismi Rabbik occurs in the Quran. And in fact, the phrase Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in its entirety it is a part of a verse of Surah Al Naml. I repeat, the phrase Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim is in the Quran, inside the Quran, in Surah Al Naml as a part of a verse. And that is why our Prophet would always begin any deed of his with saying Bismillah. He would begin his lectures, his khutbahs. He would begin the salah. He would begin anything that he did. And he said in the authentic hadith that Kullu Amrin Dhibal uh, scholars have differed is authentic or not. Some have said it is weak. Some have said it is Hassan Ligaydihi. But the hadith is mashhur, I should say. It's a famous hadith. Uh, and some say it's not authentic and some say it is authentic. But in a famous hadith, our Prophet is reported to have said, Kullu amrin dhibal lam yubda bismillahi ta'ala fahuwa aqta' fahuwa ajdam. That every single deed of importance that does not begin with bismillah, by saying bismillah, it is as if the deed has been amputated or it is not full or it is mutilated every single deed of importance that does not begin with bismillah then it is aqta it is cut off it is mutilated therefore we say bismillah before everything of importance we do and even our prophet when he would write letters to the non-muslim kings hadith is in sahih bukhari when heraclius the emperor of rome opened up the letter and a translator read he the first thing bismillahir rahmanir rahim min muhammad this is a letter from Muhammad وسلم, the servant of Allah to Hiraqal the emperor of Rome how did he begin the letter Bismillahirrahmanirrahim and inshallah ta'ala we have a number of other lectures about Bismillahirrahmanirrahim until tomorrow assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh لا يزال الخير حيا لا يزال إن في الدنيا سلاما واضلال أخبر الأيام أنها في وصال قم بنا وانظر لآيات الجمال قم بنا وانظر لآيات الجمال